Roll me a d20. Fuck. I got a six. <laughs> eleven. Um, eleven. I also got an eleven. Hit us with that recap, and I'll come back to those elevens in a moment. Seventy-two. We end up bringing back the Tide Pod, and we we make it a a mission to try to get Florence back. Oh, and we yeah. realize that the the Mage Lord ship in like the other like our normal timeline i guess so what i've been doing in my notes to refer to these is we have the highlands timeline which is where nar Enial is intact and grassy and okay and then the badlands timeline uh where the ship is still present so we can use those as terms to keep track of which is which okay in the highlands timeline where there would normally be like ocean and stuff there isn't it's just grass and whatever you know i think we were just having like a hard time trying to like triangulate where exactly the Mage Lord ship was with Admiral Kahoot. I think that was his name. Kahootek. Kahootek, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Kahootek, but I like Kahoot as a nickname that like his underlings use, Kahoot. but he hates. Kahootie. Kahoot. Uh, well, because they're all in cahoots with him. Kahootie's such a cutie. <laughs> Kahootie and the blowfish. Oh, yeah. And then we end up, I think we end up, we we maneuver the Tide Pod so poorly. So the last moment was Kalt putting forth a harebrained scheme to use Wall of Force around the Tide Pod to bust into the underside of the ship like Bugs Bunny with a saw on the floor beneath you, infiltrate the ship from below, and rescue Florence slash whatever. Well, you say harebrained scheme. I'm thinking like SEAL Team 6. Like, that's 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 <laughs> top-tier operator shit, Colin. Okay. okay. I think the outcome of your actions are definitely going to determine whether it is SEAL Team 6. Or Delta Farce. Exactly. But yes. Some other just bits of context to remember, there are random waves of time shifting that are kicking the ring bearers into uh, one timeline or another that you cannot control and whose frequency you do not know. So, Colt, you have pitched the plan to the others. The Tide Pod is located uh, next to and underneath the ship. Uh, another reminder that the way the frozen waters work described in uh, Chowder's Adventure is that if you guys are in the part of the ocean in the Badlands timeline that overlaps the river in the highlands, you're fine. As soon as you go outside the bounds of the river, the water stops moving and you're stuck in time. So there's not a lot of wiggle room. So I think I may have already done it because I am I um, have my sheet open and I have already spent a fifth level spell slot, which would be Wall of Force. So Wall of Force is up. Uh, you uh, your initial positioning was to use this to create a a sort of air bubble, uh, bubble. A around the ship, uh, so that you can safely enter in the bottom. Now, are you? Does the Wall of Force pierce the bottom of the ship? How do you break in? Like, how does this manifest? Uh, I was gonna do it as like a hemisphere around, so I could do. I could even do 10, 10 foot by ten foot panels, so I could even do a little aquarii okay. underneath this. But I should have enough yeah. room to like, uh, just to like encompass the boat and then attach it kind of like into the boat. Can we like differentiate when you say boat? If you're talking about the Tide Pod, thank you. To encompass yeah. the tight pod, Tide Pod and kind of attach it to the side of the boat. Boat being the boat. The ship. The ship. The, the SETI Alpha 5. Uh, if you do this, you establish a tunnel. That tunnel would be filled with water between the two ships. Uh, have you pierced the hull or is the hull still intact? Well, we'd have to do that. So we'd have to probably pierce the hull ourselves with something. Yeah. Okay. You have a safe tunnel between the upper hatch of the Tide Pod and the ship. 
the water pressure is a little less because all that water is just sitting in a little tube, but it's still going to be tough to open that hatch, and that water's got to go somewhere. Uh, what do you all do? That's a good question. So, you know, I never really thought about it, but, like, I have, like, Jedi's equipment, but it's from the previous arc. If you can come up with a reason in your mind to justify why she would have the stuff she has, go for it. I do not care. I won't try to justify the magic items, but, like, I do have a burglar's pack, which would include things like crowbars, hammers, and a saw. Glock also I has also a crowbar. Have a crowbar. Yeah, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to justify it as, like, you know, she's a rambunctious thief. Yep. Yeah, there aren't as many opportunities for thieving, but the itch is still there, even though you don't know how to scratch it. I have a question. Yes. In the Tide Pod, is there an airlock? There's not a full airlock. There's a hatch on the top, I believe. Correct. Well, it's powered by imagination. It can be changed by imagination. Could we add one? I mean, Maeve would have to be able to conceptualize an airlock, and we would have to think about the risks of changing the ship while you were inside of it. And also, it would only be big enough for, like, one person to go through at a time based on the size of the thing. Which is fine, because you, you just need me to go through I mean, I thought we set up this wall of force in such a way that we could just get out without... Well, there's water in that little tube. Oh, okay, uh, it's def- The tube is definitely smaller than the inside of the ship, but if you don't dispose of the water in some way, it, the water's going to come into the ship. Everybody start drinking. Yeah, but it's not it's not gonna be it's not gonna be enough water to sink the ship, so it's fine. <laughs> I think that's accurate. It'd only be like maybe yeah. 20, 30, 40 gallons, something like that. But magical water is so much heavier than regular <laughs> water. Ooh, Matt figured me out. Ah beans. <laughs> Before we do anything, okay. who is still wearing their ring? I believe everybody is wearing their ring at this point. Uh Maeve discovered that if you use the crystals, the ring prevents you from taking damage. Uh, and you all know that without the rings, you will not perceive the shifts in time. Right. Bait gave me his ring. Yeah, so and it's... went to go check on shit at home. I don't yeah. think we should be wearing the ring for this operation just in case one of those things happens in the middle of us being on the ship and we get teleported. Um. I take my ring off. All right, so I'm going to tell Locke. Uh, okay, so you puncture a hole big enough that I can use the saw to then saw out a bigger hole, you know? Okay. Well, if we're trying to force open the hatch, we have, like, the strongest person in the world. Operation number one is opening hatch. Second operation is making hole. So, Pat, uh, slash Locke. Locke, would you like to do the honors with your big, bustly, strong, scaly arms? Uh, sure, but it sounded like... Maeve had some some qualms that she might want to air about this plan. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go with it for now, and then, you know, we'll figure it out as we go. That's that's how the best of them work, right? All right, well, everybody hold your breath just in case. It's really a foolproof plan. It's, it's perfect in all parameters. Uh-huh. I'm going to slip my ring off and then go towards the hatch. Uh, does ever, uh, can I just get a, a tally mark who is taking off their rings? Oh, I'll take off the ring, too. I guess we're all taking off the ring. I'll take I'm, off I'm the taking ring. off the ring, yep. I am leaving my ring on. Maybe you hide your hand behind your back as they start to go up the hatch as everyone else takes off their ring. Also, I'd like to say visually speaking, Locke, like, pumps his arms like uh, the one guy from Mission Impossible when he's fighting Tom Cruise. Like, Oh, yeah, the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gotta reload those biceps. He reloads his yeah. arm. Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't has a little Henry Cavill moment. I would be reloading after I do it. All right, so, Locke, you take a crowbar, 
you wedge it into the edge of the hatch. After spinning the wheel to uh, open the hatch, the water starts to drip in as the seal itself is lifted, but it's still being pressed shut okay. by a reasonable amount of pressure. Um, when you wedge the crowbar into the hatch, I would like you to make a strength check. You will be able to open this, but I think the strength check will determine the level of control you have over this operation. Do I get any advantage because I'm using a crowbar? Or yeah, you get advantage, you and okay. I'm going to I'm going to say a little whisper in your ear. You're such a strong little boy, Locke, and you now have advantage. You now have guidance. What does guidance do exactly? You get a D4 to add to it. Really game-breaking stuff right there. I got a, a nat 20, so... <laughs> a, nat 20. a nat 20 plus 4. Well, plus a d4. Plus a d4. Plus a d4 plus 8. Well, a d4 was 3. So hey. 31. Yeah, that's pretty decent. That d4 made some differences. As caught whispers in your ear how strong of a little boy you are, uh, you just, with a single arm, like, you gently creak it open and slowly let the water drip in. You have complete control over this lever action and are able to gauge how the water is filling up the area. And it's not a lot. Cult was pretty solid with his spell casting, and there is not a ton of water to worry about. You can either let it all dump in, or you can keep the steady flow going. I'll just I'll just dump it all out. Uh, I would like the other three to make a deck save as uh, several gallons of water in this very tight space uh, wash up against your feet. Twenty something. Not twenty. Why did I get it on this? Yeah, I, I needed I needed to waste it. Eleven plus four, fifteen. Call because you have your like hands on lock supporting him. Uh, <laughs> his complete control of the situation basically extends to you as you brace yourself against him, and the water does nothing. Jetta and Maeve, you're pushed back a little bit, but you don't lose your footing. It's just you know like water washing in on your feet. But you've done it, and there is now an empty tunnel above you, leading straight to the side of the hull. Uh, there are wall of force fields in a slight angle that are a little slippery, kind of like climbing up a playground slide, but you can do it. It's just a little precarious. Uh, who is going first and what are you doing? I will go first. Um, and um, I guess I will try to go up to the hull of the ship and try to like wedge my crowbar in it to make a hole for Jetta. So, uh... To allow you to use both of your hands, so to like try to bust something open, I'm gonna cast levitate on you so that you Solid. just kind of float up the tube. Beautiful. Uh, you do that, and lock you uh, like a spaceman. Navigate your way through the tunnel. Get your way up. Now, this is a ship hull of a very sturdy, powerful vessel. Busting through this is not gonna be easy, and probably can't just be done with like a crowbar. Right. So, talk me through your plan here. So, I also have a miner's pick, <laughs> and I, I can try that instead, because that, I think, could actually make a hole for me to then insert crowbar into. We could always take the Minecraft approach and just start punching the wood. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. My plan is to swing the pick into the hole enough times to make, like, an area that I can get the crowbar into to start prying. Okay, so is the pick, is that listed as an inventory item or a weapon? It is an inventory item. Could probably be like an improvised weapon. It could. You could also just like use a war pick, I guess, if you wanted like stats yeah. for it, I guess. War pick and mining pick. Yeah, it's just, it's similar. adventuring gear. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's not something I can equip to my person. Uh, given the limited space, He's being levitated by Maeve, so like... Yeah, so at this point, you can make an attack roll. I could treat it like an improvised weapon. Um, 
is an improvised weapon, would that be like a D4, D6? Is that contextual? Does anyone know that offhand? It's contextual, but it's pretty much, you know, he attacks as if he's not proficient, but he still uses his strength, which is going to be okay. massive. I think that's how it would okay, work. Okay, so would I like add his strength modifier? Yes, but no proficiency. So I'm going to say D8 for damage and then add your strength modifier uh, for each swing. A full strength mod? Yeah, your strength your strength okay. modifier, not your strength score. Right. Yes. Um, Carl, how how long can this wall thing stay up? You can see like my my fingers are on my temples about 10 minutes. Um, nine minutes and 30 seconds now. <laughs> Great, okay. Um, would it help if I, like, kind of freeze the wood to make it more brittle? Yeah, let's just, like, beat the shit out of this wood with, like, cantrips. <laughs> like, honestly, that's not a terrible idea. The, whatever you guys want to do. So, Locke, you start busting away at it. Uh, go ahead and just roll me roll me a d8. I, I don't need to roll to hit. No, it's, it's an inanimate object. You hit. Okay, uh, that's 11. You wing that miner's pick against the hull, and barely a splinter comes off. Below you, though, your friends are conspiring to use their cantrips. What do the two of you do? Um, okay, here we go. I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. Okay, so <laughs> if you freeze the hull and lock, you see the after your first swing does disappointingly little, uh, you see it freeze in front of you. I don't know if you know why it's freezing or how you react to that, but that happens, and you can swing again if you'd like or take a free another free action. I would look back at the team to see why it's freezing, and I assume I would see them, like, doing magical stuff. You see them doing magical stuff. Yeah. All okay. the magical stuff. Magic for days. So I'm just going to shrug it off as being that, and I will swing again. All right. I'm going to ride that, uh, that 11 that you got before, and this time it does, in fact, begin to crack. Your miner's pick is finding purchase with each swing as you break a hole deeper and deeper. And I'd say after about a minute of this, you have a hole through which you could start to see deeper layers of the hull wood uh, and maybe, just maybe, use some other items in play. All right, now I'm going to switch to the crowbar and start trying to, like, pry. Jetta, would you like to assist? So I'm going to use a mage hand to, like, bring my saw up to the thing. I'm going to have each of you roll survival, just going off the skills of, like, you know, building stuff, being able to, like, manage your surroundings or sort of applying what it would take to, like, build something Let's to see. take this apart. I got a 13 plus my one in wisdom and because I got expertise, I can apply my proficiency bonus. So uh, 13. All right. <laughs> After all those numbers, I Solid. thought it'd be a little higher than 13. <laughs> okay. So you're both chipping away at it. It's slow going, but you are making progress. Just fun fact, the mechanic I was using, ships have a damage threshold. Matt, when you cast the frost, I, I cut the threshold in half and that gave Pat the damage he needed to go past it. So that's what mechanically was happening. But... Uh, you guys are slowly digging through. I imagine downstairs you two feel the clock ticking as after a whole other minute passes by and they still haven't fully punctured. They're making progress, but it's kind of slow going. Wow, it's really slow going. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very pause for laughter moment. It takes a full three minutes before they are able to puncture and see some light into the ship. You smell the stale, moldy air drifting through the very small hole you have made. Uh, and it has been almost five minutes since the Wall of Force spell was cast. Uh, now that you have punctured the hole of the ship, it is certainly not large enough for anyone to fit through, but it's a start. I climb up the ladder and take a look 
through the hole. Absolutely. Okay. I, I'd like to clamber on top of Mr. Locke <laughs> while yeah. he's being You're levitated. Like, yeah, like, 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 I, I, I want to see. Let me let me see what it looks like. Like Locke is floating, so it's kind of like an astronaut. When you hit him, he like bumps against the side of the tube, and Jetta is like holding on like a playground slide. So when your foot bumps her, she like slips down a bit, and you hear the squeak on the wall of force. <laughs> but you muscle your way on top. Yep. You also have to remember, I uh, infiltrated a mage lordship with uh, Florence, so I, sure I have. might have a little more knowledge about how they're laid out, assuming that they're all very similar. I think you just might. So I'd like to kind of look in mm -hmm. and figure out what do. What do? When you take a look in through the hole, you immediately recognize this as uh, one of the cargo holds. Typically, the bottom floor of these ships have a general cargo hold, which is what you're seeing now. General cargo? There's a precious cargo beyond that that uh, has a ladder up to the captain's quarters. So you know that from here, you could either go up the stairs and get to any main deck or take a secret back road into the captain's quarters, uh, where typically more valuable things are held. Again, you cannot fit through this hole, but they were on Arianor for like a, a while. They were gone for like a week or two. Yeah. You learned a thing or two during that time and it comes right back into your memory. Well, so here's the thing. I can just misty step. Yeah. If I can look in there and I can see it, I'd like to just misty step down into the hole of the ship. Do it. Okay. Locke I can do that also. Do that. I believe. How do you remember what I have? Because you talk about misty step all the fucking time, Pat. <laughs> yeah, because I never get a chance to use it. We can all misty step. I can't misty step. That's a spell yeah. that I don't have. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so when Maeve misty steps into the boat, Locke is like, I can do that. And then Colt yells, I know, you never shut up about it. <laughs> oh, it's with the misty step this, misty step that, good grief. I, I'd like to call through the other side of the hole. Do, do you want me to make the hole bigger? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I'm going to misty step into the ship, too. Cause... <laughs> I'm the only person without misty step. <laughs> Locke, do you stay in the tube? Do you misty step in? What do you do? You're still levitated also. If she's going to make the hole bigger, I'm not going to waste my misty step. No, you, sh you should probably just misty step now that more people are over here. <laughs> well, what is Colt? How did Colt get it? He's the smartest man in the world. Oh, God damn. Well, also, does, doesn't he have to, like, keep this tunnel up? I do, but I just have to be within range. He can keep it up, yeah, inside the ship. Okay. Clock is ticking. We have passed the five-minute mark. We are halfway through the spell. I need to help Colt get in. As they're suggesting that you make the hole wider, uh, you know that it will probably take another couple minutes to do that. Watch it. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Just listen for a second. What if we were to wedge the uh, something in there, and then maybe Maeve could cast Enlarge upon it, and then it would expand in the hole, making it I, a hole. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to miss you step back down to where Cult is. Oh, I've got, got a million spell slots. I'm Maeve. <laughs> yep. And then I'm going to Dimension Door, because I can carry your ass. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait. Before we do that, I, I, I see what you're doing. I'm going to close the door. Like, we're going to get up in the tunnel and then close the door of the Tide Pod so we don't sink the Tide Pod. Yeah. Good if that point. makes sense to everybody. Uh, can we take the ship with us? Feels like that would be useful. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's do this. So before we Dimension Door in, I'll... Uh I'll shrink the boat down. For you shrink the boat down back to uh, pocket size, and from the wall of force tube, you dimension door your way into the ship. All four of you have successfully infiltrated the cargo hold of the SETI Alpha 5. 
It's always a little bit awkward when I'm the last person to talk before the breakaway, isn't it? Eventually, we'll find an editor that could avoid that problem altogether, but until then, I would like to welcome you to Chapter 73 of the podcast. This is called Smells Like Team Spirits, a title that may or may not become more clear as the episode uh, runs to its conclusion, uh, but it is nonetheless the correct title, given that it was selected by our patrons. I'm going to try to keep this breakaway brief, though it is a little bit dense, as I have four things I would like to talk about very quickly. The first is our Discord. As Season of the New Age rolls around to its conclusion, given that it is a pretty short season in the grand scheme of things, we are wrapping up two community projects. The first is the Community Dungeon. All the submissions were collected last season, and Matt, after a recent move, is back in the saddle, throwing together the Community Dungeon for release upon the season's conclusion. So, at the end of the season on DicePopuli.com, we will make it free to download this community dungeon and play it either by yourself, with friends, and we might even do something with it ourselves. The second project is what Ray is running this season. We are continuing to collect photos of real-life mimics. If there's something in your life that you believe could be a mimic, either because it has a clearly defined face or a very threatening aura, go ahead and snap a picture of it and send that our way in the Dice Populi Discord. And our submission server, you can throw that right in there and we will uh, collect it along with everything else. Uh, Along with the group projects that we're doing with our community, we are also trying to continue our commitment to listening parties on a regular basis with cast members. The idea being that After we release an episode a couple days later, a cast member will sit in the Discord, listen to the episode, and anybody that wants to can join along to get live reactions, behind-the-scenes insights. They are so much fun to do, and we're trying to rotate everyone out. So this week, we are either going to have Ryan or Chowder, depending on some scheduling stuff, either Friday or Saturday. You can expect some clarification on that before Friday, as we tell you uh, who will be hosting the listening party for Chapter 73. That wraps up the Discord talk. Let's talk about our anniversary. It has been three years of Dicey Waters and Dice Populi, and we cannot thank enough everybody who has joined us for that ride. It's been going on a little longer than expected, but I'm still having a blast. And while we're looking toward the future, there is plenty of water left to dice. I have a few things that I want to share, namely some animations that I've made uh, adapting some audio from the first few episodes of the podcast. Last year, I pumped out two of these animations for the Patreon community. And while they are a little bit nightmare fuel, I think they are also a little bit hilarious. And I'm very proud of them. I would love to do this on a grander scale, but frankly, it's very time intensive. So I'm happy to share those animations that were once exclusive to the Patreon with the public, along with a third animation that I've just finished producing for your viewing pleasure. This adapts one of my favorite clips of the podcast from Dicey Waters Chapter 3, Wrath of the Far Lord. This video is called Paying Respects, and I cannot wait to get that in your hands. Now that's all well and good for a celebration, but it does lead me to talk about our Patreon, because our patrons may be thinking, hey, hey buddy, we pay good money for those animations. Why are you giving away exclusive content for free? Well, I do want to make an effort to post animations publicly because I think they're a little more shareable. I do still want to make sure that our patrons get something special, and you certainly will. I've already produced a five-minute behind-the-scenes video showing you how I produced Paying Respects and the emotional state I was in while doing so because it did not go according to plan. Even though I can't commit to a regular schedule for releasing animations, I can commit to making sure that if I release one, patrons will always get an exclusive bit of additional content as a result. So on top of the episode of Entrenched this month, you can expect that video before August closes. 
Thank you to everyone on our Patreon that is continuing to support us as we grow. And to our newest patron, Levi Knight, who joined us as a Patreon hero this month. I hope you're enjoying Entrenched and all the little nuggets we have to offer, including title voting. So thank you again to all our Patreon supporters and Levi Knight. I hope you enjoy the extra content. Last thing I want to touch on is the website. We want to make sure that DicePopuli.com is a very convenient and easy landing page for people that are either getting into the show for the first time or people who are already into the show but maybe want to explore what else is out there, such as the Discord, the Patreon, the soundtracks, the artwork, the news, whatever it may be that we're doing. DicePopuli.com have recently streamlined the front page to try to make it easier for new listeners or new members of the community to find exactly what it is they're looking for. Feedback is always welcome, but ideally, this will be a good starting point. If you have anybody in your life that you're thinking, I think they'd really enjoy the show, or I don't want to talk to people on the internet, I want to talk to the people that I know about Dice Populi, how do I get them into it? DicePopuli.com. Nice and easy. So, that's going to wrap it up. Try, like I said, bit of a dense boy, but here we are. Uh, just to recap, as far as our Discord goes, we're wrapping up our community projects and having a listening party this weekend. Stay tuned for details. Thank you for everyone who supported us on our three years toward this anniversary and enjoy the three animations that I will be releasing on August 7th. For our Patreon, Entrenched is going to keep on rolling and a behind-the-scenes video that I've produced is releasing this month. Thank you to Levi Knight for joining. And finally, the website has received some modest updates that I hope make it easier to bring people on board the friendship. Whew. Okay, that should just about do it. And speaking of the friendship, that's no longer where our friends are stationed. So let's see what's going on in the lower decks of the SETI Alpha 5. All four of you have successfully infiltrated the cargo hold of the SETI Alpha 5. We're all there. <laughs> you are all there. Uh, what happens to Wall of Force? You can keep it up for a little bit. As it's up, I'm going to cover our tracks a little bit, and I'm going to use mending on our little hole, because we're definitely okay. not leaving from here. We're probably going to leave up top. So I'm going to use mending. That it, it, If it doesn't completely fix it, I just want it to be superficially fixed, so maybe it doesn't leak water immediately. Maeve, you have a familiarity of the ship, but Cult, this actually looks a little familiar to you too. Once upon a time, you yourself infiltrated a very similar Mage Lord vessel, and the layout sort of comes back to you. So I'd say you and Maeve both have working knowledge of how to get around this particular ship. You know, once upon a time, I also infiltrated a Mage Lord vessel. I also set it on fire. Well, that, that works. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, since we did that, I'm still going to do the mending on the little holes to cover our tracks. And then mm -hmm. there is, so I guess the idea, so the, the question is whether we should, well, does everybody want to be stealthy? Because I could make everybody invisible, if that sounds like a good idea. I, I think we we should probably just sneak around, see what's going on, get the, get the vibe. <laughs> vibe check? Yeah, vibe check. <laughs> so I could burn... <laughs> I could burn a fifth level spell and do invisibility on everybody. Or I don't know if anybody else has invisibility. I do use. not. All right, I'm going to uh, chunk my... I have my... invisibility. I mean, if you want to use invisibility on yourself, that will save a fifth level spell slot. I only have one left. Yeah, sure. I'll use my... Well, I only have one second level spell slot. Mm. Okay, uh, okay, fine. So I... Okay, yep, I use invisibility <laughs> on myself. <laughs> mm. All right, so all right. Who, who all is invisible? All of us. I'm going to cast a fourth level spell slot. We should be invisible for an hour. Everybody is invisible for the next hour. And the timing couldn't have been better as three crew people step down the stairs, 
just fucking chatting it up, totally unaware that there are four people staring at them as they just grab some random supplies and bring them upstairs for whatever the hell it is they're doing and walk back out. Are they saying anything as they're coming down the stairs? What kind of unique voices do they have? And I would like to hear all three. Sure, absolutely. That's a reasonable request. So when the three voices, (laughs) the three voices reverberate throughout the lower chamber of the ship, uh, they are all, uh, because they're mage lords, they all have different affectations of super posh accents. It's like, I say, if we don't manage to get all the materials we need, I don't think we'll get the answers out of this fellow before we leave. Who knows how long it's going to be, even? They've been on the island for days and nothing's changed. And they're just sort of complaining about the fact that they're stuck here, uh, trying to get information out of people, waiting for you guys to do your fucking job and bring Galagath back to the ship. They don't know Galagath ain't with you or that you're even there. It's like a movie. I love it. And also, that was two voices, not three, so I'm waiting on the third one. As a, as a, as a. <laughs> the, the third one burnt his tongue on some Gabagool earlier and is having trouble speaking. Oh, so the third one's a pirate. Gabagool is a deli meat that is not served hot. Try again. Gabagool stands for the chatty ghost, and there are many forms of Gabagool throughout the Badlands, inspired by the famous restaurant on Terra Lanter. It can be served however they choose, and he burnt his tongue on it. World building. Nice steaming hot plate of gabagool. I can't believe you yeah. just butchered gabagool. Somebody's got to do it. Oh, fuck me. I could go for some <laughs> gabagool right now. I could, I could go for a gabagool sandwich right now. That'd be pretty decent. You are invisible, but you can certainly be heard. What do you guys do next as the uh, as the crew members move back upstairs? So since I'm the one who's always confused about what reality we're in, we are currently in the Badlands right now, correct? This is the Badlands timeline. Okay. You are inside the inner tear. I'm gonna like just sneakily follow the three dudes like, you know, behind them from a safe distance quietly. I have a question and this is just like DM to DMs. Uh, Invisibility. Is it like total invisibility or is it like Halo camo style where you can see the shimmery outline? It's total invisibility. Total invisibility. Okay. So Jetta sneaks off. I would like all of you to make perception checks, the three of you. Call it Mavelock. Are we trying to see something or hear something? Uh, here. Probably here. Uh, I got a 22. 23. You all can hear Je- the creaking under Jetta's feet as she uh, heads up the stairs to follow the three dudes. Do any of you follow suit or are you going to take different actions? I don't really know where people are, so I don't think I would be able to use message. Yeah, it's line of sight. Uh, we could whisper, I guess. Hey, are, are we are we going to follow them? I, I guess somebody's getting off that way. Let's 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 check it out. Maybe maybe they know something or going they're going to Jeddah. Florence! It's it's Florence! Just their voices are so similar, it's hard to tell the difference. <laughs> Maven call you're also aware that uh, you are not far from the door to Precious Cargo and the captain's quarters. So uh, you know Jeddah is going up the main way, but you know that there is uh, another place to go in the ship if you choose to from here. You know I'm all about splitting the party, so yeah. You know Col- I'm all about precious cargo. Yeah, isn't there call isn't this the, like where the uh, where the, like valuables and stuff are kept? I, I remember I took a like a, a ruby thing once from something like this. Yes, if my memory serves, there is a, a like a, a secondary treasure room, and then it leads directly to the captain's quarters. Okay, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll slowly work our way up to get uh to get Florence. We'll meet Jetta and Florence in the middle. I agree. Does does Jetta know that? Do I? <laughs> well, it depends. Did Jetta or Locke leave us? 
Hey, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> all right, so it was Jed. Uh, so yeah, Jedda, Jedda went off. That's great, awesome. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> just follow the sound of my whispers, Locke, as I head towards the, the loot wait, room. Wait, wait, wait. Why don't we just all grab hands or something? Well, can you see my hand? Just start flailing around and I'll find you. <laughs> I start flailing. I flail. <laughs> I flail wildly. Does this count as an attack roll? <laughs> At this point, the burnt tongue guy walks back down and hearing the whoosh of your sleeves, like looks around the room and he says, Hey, wow, this, this fucking must have been the wind. And then he goes back upstairs. Perfect. 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 <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. I'm fully in the wind. <laughs> I'm fully immersed now. Thank you for Thank that. You, that was a real make or break moment for this uh, for this campaign. I hope you know that. I, I, I guess like if he's like wa- walking back down. I'm, he definitely walked by you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna stay still real quick. Yeah, you have no problem avoiding him in the stairwell. Uh, so the three of you, uh, after a bit of flailing, you manage to grab hands and uh, make your way into precious cargo. Uh, I'm not gonna get too nitty gritty with this, but there is a door. There is a lock. There's two locks. There's no time crunch, so it's a lock could eventually pop it open because he knows how to pick them. Uh, and you guys make your way into Precious Cargo. Uh, Maeve and Colt, you're both familiar with this area. It's just a bunch of crates, but there is light streaming down from the hatch that would lead up to the captain's quarters. But we'll come back to that in a second. As Jetta, now finally fostering the inner rebel that that you felt your whole life. Uh, You're satisfying that part of yourself as you break off on your own. It is thrilling, it's terrifying, but nobody can see you. Uh, You're invisible for an hour, right? Unless you take an action to break it or take damage. Right, it's concentration up to an hour. You are walking around the sort of middle deck of the ship. These are the crew quarters, but some areas are split off into uh, closed door rooms, uh, but this area is pretty busy right now. As you heard everyone chatting earlier, the ship isn't doing anything. It's literally just been sitting and waiting since before meant to be. Um, and you obviously don't have a sense of the timeline here, but you know that they're all kind of antsy as they're all just sitting there reading books, singing songs. Uh, some people are upstairs just for fresh air, but other people are just trying to relax down here. You can walk through the bunks, you can walk towards some of the doors at the other end, or you could go upstairs to the deck. What do you do? Let's see. Uh, well, I'm trying to find Florence, and, like, you know, I kind of imagine, like, that's just a person without the Major Lord uniform behind prison bars. So not the not the bunks. There, uh, Beyond the bunks, there are some rooms that are blocked off, and you don't know why. Oh, if, uh, if that's the case, yeah, I'm going to the bunks. All right, so you walk past the bunks, past all the sleeping people. Just please make a stealth check for me. Yep. I believe you have Good a damage thing, yeah. as well as uh, invisibility. Sure would make sense. Oh, sweet. All right, so 14 plus... You pass. Uh, so okay. you, uh, you, you tiptoe uh, past everyone, stepping over bags and... Uh, little mandolins and scrolls and uh, sacks of various combustible plants as you make your way through the sleeping folks. Combustible plants, you say? Yeah, you do step on one of the bags and you take a look at it uh, as sort of the the weird, like, sweet smell comes up to you. You see a label that says Randall's General and Specific Goods and you're like, this must be a pretty (laughs) 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 reputable brand here. If even the if even the mage lords are, are I thought you it. meant they they would explode. That's an excellent callback. Excellent callback. Yeah, it's it's, weed. A, it's a weed joke. Uh, you take a look at that. 
and uh, as you do, a, the door in front of you swings open, so your eyes are ripped from the floor up to the room in front of you as someone leaves a small room. The door is swinging shut, but you catch a glimpse of a tiefling woman behind that door, sitting off in the corner, only a glimpse before the door closes. All right, that looks like my mark, I say to myself, quietly. Okay, she say it out loud. <laughs> that looks like my mark. <laughs> this, this is screams chatter. This is very oh, important. Anyways, uh, I uh, go through that door. Is it is it locked, or can I just open it and close it behind me? Uh, I'd like you to make a uh, dexterity save. Three plus eight is... Uh, wait, no. Does my expertise apply to saving throws? No. So that's just seven. The door is swinging shut in front of you. You were so distracted by the delicious smelling bag that you don't manage to slip your hand at the door in time and it does latch shut in front of you. Time to uh, lockpick this, I guess. You bust out your thieves tools and you start to work on the lock and we will come back to that in a moment. The rest of you in precious cargo. Uh, you have a trap door in front of you, a regular door behind you, surrounded by nondescript boxes. Very hard to see, what do you do? Well, you know, it would be a shame not to check some of these boxes for, you know, useful. I mean, maybe there's something very useful here. Yeah, let's let's take a look. As they're full of mines and we all die. Yes, this is... Um, I do have dark vision. Yes. If you guys do decide to take time to investigate uh, some of the boxes, you, uh, you can do just that. Uh, I'll have each of you that are looking roll a d100. I know Maven Cult are looking lock. Do you join them in their uh, in their search, or do you try to uh, go somewhere else? I'll join them in their search. Yeah. Okay. So please also a, roll a d100. I got a nat twenty on a d100. <laughs> you sure? You sure did. I got a thirty-two. <laughs> a big three. All right. Nineteen. <laughs> 19. Jesus Christ. So as you guys start rifling through this, it's very noisy as you start to reach into some of these barrels and crates. Uh, so the three of you manage to uh, find uh, a nondescript wealth. Coins, gold, jewels, things like that. Things that you were using a lot more at the top of your adventure before you really started spending time with the Liberty. But, um, I mean, whether money is super important to you right now is up to you. You can take it or leave it. How much money are we talking here? It's oh, it's a lot. Um, few, few dozen gold pieces at least each. Few dozen gold pieces? Yeah, man. This is Maze Lord's ship. This is a this is an admiral's. This is a this is a flagship. I don't think you recognize the sarcasm. That I had. Oh, okay. A I few know gold, dozen gold, gold is a pieces. lot. Yeah, no, I mean you're just rifling through this stuff. I mean, there's like gems and stuff in there too, but you also rolled like shit, so. I guess. Yeah, you did. Right, but, uh, we rolled like it, it, 30 percent <laughs> of what we could have, so that's bad. I would like to take uh, some gems, if possible. Sure, a handful of gems. Um, so we, so we're like, like in my imagination, we're like thrifting, we're like sifting through a bunch of magical items, we're and we're just not yeah. seeing them. And it's like, ah, several dozen coins. Perfect. Pretty, yeah, pretty. That's no, that's pretty much exactly what's happening. I'm going off loot tables, man. I would right, and I would think that like maybe the items don't look magical to us, and we would have mm -hmm. to like know what they yeah. are. Or this there's just no items there, and that's right. just what's here. And it's just coins. Why wouldn't we bring a whole lot of wealth and stuff with them? Because 
because they're on a mission. They're plundering. They're not really going to need to spend mm -hmm. money. You guys uh, can take or leave as much of this as you want, and I'll say each, let me actually just roll. I don't think we track money, right? We haven't really used money. We haven't in a right, while. so that's just straight up useless. <laughs> yeah, it's useful for the Empire, but you guys could each pocket 100 gold pieces if you want. Or in Maeve's case, 100 gold pieces worth of gems. I will do that into my, my bottomless supply of gold. Yeah, that's true. So you guys start shoveling these things into your storage pockets, cargo vests of holding, what have you. Uh, I'd like all of you to make reception roll. I uh, got a 14. Uh, 18. <laughs> 11. Maeve and Locke are kind of excitedly scooping this stuff into their pockets, and you're just, like, running your fingers through it, like, goddamn, just a bunch of gold. This is fucking stupid. I hate this. There's nothing cool here. Uh, and as you do that, because there's not quite as much rattling around your fingers, uh, you hear some belabored coughing above. Uh, not the coughing of someone who has something in their throat, but the coughing of someone who is in severe distress in the captain's quarters above you. Somebody's in severe distress above us. Should we should we check out above? What? I can't hear you over the sound of these 100 gold worth of gems. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you over these, over the jingle jangle of a dozen gold coins. <laughs> Maybe do you have a bag of holding? What? I, yeah. I do. So, I mean, we could all put it in. So, That's what I was saying, is I could put them in the cargo vest of holding yeah. if she didn't have one. But. I'll just put them in my pockets. I don't care. I, yeah. I could hear A hundred gold worth? Of gems, you, yeah. I could, Those I are going to hurt. You're going to get stabbed That's through like, your pocket. That's like two gems. Nah, it's not. But yeah, it's kind of like two gems. No, it's not. Um, okay, so <laughs> you guys are pocketing this stuff. Uh, when you're done pocketing stuff, whenever that is, who goes up the ladder first? I'll go first. Okay, yeah. I will guidance you. Locke, you ascend the ladder, and uh, you stick your head through. You do hear a little more coughing and groaning, but your view is obstructed by a very large desk bolted to the ground that you presume is... Uh, where the Admiral works. There is uh, some lush furnishing here, you know, caught on the side, bigger space than anyone else has, but that noise is coming from somewhere in this room. You just can't see it just yet. Okay, I will continue to move up the ladder and into the room, trying to go as quietly as possible. All right, do the other two follow? Yeah, we'll follow. Hell yeah. You all uh, begin to enter the room, and you hear the coughing, and you hear a voice uh, uh, from the floor on the other side of the room, next to a bolted-down chair, but just lying on the ground. A voice says, I don't know who's in here, <coughs> but I don't. I don't need another second of this. Just end it. And Captain Bottlebrew is bloodied on the ground in front of you, rolling around in pain, not seeing you, begging for death. All right, I will answer, be like, oh, well, I mean... Call, 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 call. We're going to cut back to Jetta. <laughs> Jetta. <laughs> Literally, like, pumping his fingers to make a finger <laughs> cut. <laughs> so, Jetta, you have uh, you have begun to pick the lock. I'd like you to roll sleight of hand. I do have, like, lock picking tools, and I've got proficiency in that, so... How does that affect it? Like just so you, uh, when you have lock picking tools, you roll sleight of hand, and I think add your proficiency bonus. Yeah, it depends. So technically speaking, and I'm gonna get my technical glasses on. You roll a tool check, which would be depending on what the DM wants, dexterity or intelligence or whatever, and then you add your proficiency. If you have expertise, you then double your proficiency. You, you have expertise in this, right? Yep. I'm gonna have you roll sleight of hand and then double your proficiency bonus. Thank you, Ryan. All right, sweet. I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> Twenty six. 
With a 26, uh, uh, you very quickly get into this room uh, when the latch swings open. Uh, so one of the guys behind you lifts his hat off his head and looks up like, what the heck is going Ah, uh, nothing. And then he uh, just goes back to sleep as you slink into the door and you see Florence, a person you've never met, uh, slumped in the corner of the room uh, on the edge of consciousness. All right, uh, first thing, I'm gonna close the door behind me, just- uh, Yep, you do that. There are bars to the cell. No, it's just, it's, you know, you, the door was locked and the door was how you got in and that's it. Hey. Who, who said that? Who, who's there? Don't worry, pretty lady. I'm a friend of your friends from another reality. But who the hell is saying you're invisible, by the way? Who the hell is? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening. I'm invisible right now, but name's Jetta. Jetta, you're here. Oh my God, thank God, Jetta, you're here. We need to get the hell out of here right now. What they're planning, we can't let them get it. Leave Galagath, get out of the terror, and leave this bloody place behind. You have to promise me. She shouts into thin air. Wait, whoa, 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 what? We're gonna cut back to the room with uh, Bottle Brew on the ground, Colt and Maeve. Uh, Bottle Brew looks up, still can't see you. Uh, he takes a sniff and he says, I don't know what dastardly presence found its way in, but... And a flash comes in through the portholes on the front of the ship. We can't be here much longer. And even though none of you can see it, Maeve ah. disappears. This is what I get for leaving the ring on. We are currently in the Badlands right now, correct? Okay. Yes, that is the correct. We're in Legends just right now. We to... just exited yes. canon. Okay. So we're in Legends territory now. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a Star, a Star Wars, Wars reference. <laughs>